Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our world is always so rush, rush. We can never get any personal time to ourselves, let alone those that we love. Welcome to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. Our mission, to reintroduce kindness and compassion to our busy lives. Remember when life was so much simpler? Gabriella and her guests today will pick up the ball of human kindness and by doing so, empower you to make changes in your own life. And now, here is Gabriella Von Ray. You are listening to Mind Radio. Welcome. We have a special guest today, and the title of our show is Don't Let Your Holiday Meal Become Your Death Sentence. We have Carolyn Vanslow with us today. Welcome, Carolyn. Hi, Gabriella. How are you today? I am good. I am so glad to have you on because you are not only my personal trainer, but you do a lot of different things and all have to do with healing the body and the spirit and the mind. So tell me a little bit about your personal story first so that our listeners can learn who you are. Okay, well, um, I'll try to make it as, as quick as I can. I have a tendency to be a little wordy. Um, I never felt good as a child and um, as a young adult. And by the time I was 20, well, actually younger than that, I was pretty young. Before my 20s, I was having a lot of female problems. At the age of 34, I really didn't have any other options other than to have um, what is called a total hysterectomy done because I was just in and out of surgery constantly, growing things in my belly that didn't belong there. And it seemed like, you know, I was spending my entire life in a hospital, so I opted to have everything removed. Now, that was going to change things a lot for me. Um, I was, due to my childhood, I was very depressed most of my life as a child and then as a young adult, and it actually got worse after my hysterectomy because the types of hormones they were doing back then, I'm 63, and this is, we're going back over 30 years, they didn't have some of the things available that are available today. Mm-hmm. During that time, I always felt like something had whipped my personal power. I, I wasn't sure what it was. I kept thinking maybe it was the failed marriage that happened during that time, but I knew something about me was different. I was extremely depressed, and I really didn't want to live. And by the time I was 44, I had gotten quite obese. I quit weighing at 175 because I couldn't stand looking at the numbers on the scale. And I would never allow anyone to photograph me from below the waist. So I would just have pictures from the waist up. And I still have one picture in existence because some people don't believe that I ever carried a lot of weight, except for those that knew me back when I did. During that time, I had noticed this sensation in my neck that was going down my arm, and I had had a background in cardiac catheterization, but I told myself, oh, it's just musculoskeletal from all the work that I do. Well, it wasn't, and by the time I was, I would say, uh, 49, I had lost the weight, but I wasn't really feeling well, and I lacked a lot of energy, and during that time was when I got really, really bad back pain and neck pain, and just, I couldn't even hardly walk. 
I went to a doctor. I opted not to go into conventional medicine right away because I had a medical background and I was concerned about, you know, surgery and narcotics and so forth. So I went ahead and I found um, a chiropractor and he told me he wasn't sure whether or not he could help me, but he said one thing he did say, he said, you need to make a lifestyle change because you're going to start having to use motion and movement as a form of trying to heal this body. At that time, I had breast implants, and he asked, he told me, he said, you really need to get rid of those because they were affecting my neck, and I was having a lot of problems with my neck. So that became became my journey of looking for something outside of the box to help heal myself. And that's what actually took me to the Czech Institute in uh, Southern California. That's their corporate office. They're all over the world. And that became, became my um, journey for health and wellness. What I took from them was I did all of their courses, and I became a Czech Level 4 practitioner, which the type of work that I do is actually I work with things posturally, and I make all my evaluations on any client, not about making you strong and looking cute, but getting you posturally correct because you will look cute and be strong if everything is in balance. During that time, I started to notice that some of my clients weren't healing like they should, and I really wanted, I took a big look into what I was doing, and the only thing I could come up with was it was food. And so that's how I started my training in metabolic typing. Metabolic typing is about looking at the genetics and the various organs in the body and determining a food plan based on your own, your own body type. During that time, after I had learned all these things and I was actually being a good girl, um, I had, what I omitted telling you was that I had a pretty bad eating disorder that started around the age of nine. And I was one of the, I was a binger. I was not able to ever throw up because I tried, trust me. How a nine-year-old knows how to be bulimic is beyond me, but I would try and throw up and I never could. So I was one of these people that would eat and eat and eat until I was sick, and then I'd wait until I wasn't sick, and then I'd eat some more. And of course, my, as I fondly call it, my drug of choice is always sweets and very fatty sweets like ice cream and cake. Well, by the time I was 55, um, I think a year or so before that, my energy had dropped to next to nothing, and nobody was really looking. They were all looking for all these strange, different problems instead of looking at something that was on my my um, medical file, and it kept saying, everybody on my dad's side of the family had heart disease, but nobody ever looked there. And fortunately, through the grace of God, um, on Christmas Day, which I find rather interesting, I had chest pain, and it was during... Um, uh, activity. I was walking up a hill as fast as I could, and it was a large, it was a very steep hill, and I got the chest pain. And so when I came home, I was gone. It was during the holidays, and I came back, and I went to the doctor, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, I ended up in the cath lab with a very large blockage uh, in the main coronary artery, which they call the widowmaker. Most people that have this don't live to talk about it. And when I, because I had done heart catheterizations, I knew what was, you know, I knew the possibilities of what could happen to me before I went into the cath lab. And I, I got to thinking and I thought, you know, if I'm being kept here, because most people, after I found out what it was, most people would have died from that a lesion that large. And I didn't. And it made me think, okay, the universe, 
God has something else for me to do, and I need to be open to that. And that was the beginning of my journey, which led me into the realms of looking at what is known as functional medicine. So what I do today, Gabriella, is I can do personal training or I do a lot of pain and rehab. I do a great deal of nutrition and a lot of weight loss. But everything boils down to one specific thing. You have to be healthy in order to do everything else. So even with weight loss, what we want to shoot for is health in that person because we know that the health will drop the weight down. And I am amazed at how quickly people drop. And they're not eating plastic food. They're not microwaving something and eating out of a pouch. They're eating whole foods, natural, real foods, and they're losing. And they're getting healthy. And their attitude is changing. And that's what happened to me. You know, the conglomerate of everything that happened, including a very low thyroid, where all those things led me to where I am today. I did defy the medical profession a little bit and refused to take some of their drugs, but I do systemic enzymes and, and fish oil and things like that. And this is not recommending you to go off of drugs, if anyone out there is listening. This was done specifically with someone that knew how to how to formulate these particular natural um, supplements to help me with my heart. So please, I stringently urge you, do not try to do this yourself. You need a professional to help you. And that's what I did. So today... Um, my cardiologist told me last December that she didn't really need to see me all that much, maybe once a year. And, of course, if you know anything about cardiology, they don't let you out of their sight for three months. Mm -hmm. And she told me, she said, you are my healthiest patient. And she told me, she said, if more people would pay attention to exercise and what they eat, I would never have to pull out, pull out my prescription pad. So that's where I am today. I'm 63. I have huge passion for helping people heal, get better. I love to help them get fit. I do sports-specific. Anything involving movement, I'm there, and I'm all over it. But the greatest joy is getting some of these people out of pain and into moving and being able to get their lives back. So that's a little bit about what I'm about. I'm about getting your life back and maybe getting the life you only dreamed of that you never thought you could have. So to me, it sounds like you took your own painful journey and made it into helping others uh, utmost and helping me too. Uh, I might not be obese, but you're helping my body feel stronger and a better posture because I sit way too much at the computer and I drive way too much, as you know. And I've noticed that you see stuff like that instantly where I think I have a, a back pain. Apparently, the cause of the pain is somewhere totally different in my body. And I'm always astounded that you find it in two seconds. We'll be right back after the commercial break, but hold on. And okay. we'll be right back. us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Our nation's educational system is undergoing constant change as technology and society are redefining the system as we have known it. On Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton, we provide parents with the resources they need 
to understand and become a part of the educational experience for their children. Through engaging guests, news, interactive discussions, and innovative ideas, it's everything that parents should know about school. Tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time for Chalk Talk on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A-V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. We're back with Might Radio, and our segment, if you're just tuning in, is Don't Let Your Holiday Meal Become Your Death Sentence with our guest, Carolyn Vanslow. Carolyn, talk a little bit about nutrition and especially how people behave towards nutrition and the holidays, because somehow it, it all goes hand in hand. Okay, well, you know, that's a real stickler with me, because I have... um I, I listen to people say, oh, I'm not going to try to diet or watch my food during the holidays. I'll do it after the first of the year. You know what? I bet you they have at least a 10-pound weight gain, and that's 10 more pounds to get rid of. But what's it really doing to you? You're eating a lot of sugar, a lot of trans fats, and a lot of white flour and and things that are not going to work good with your body. So let me just tell you a little bit about, this is a little Carolinism, okay? I haven't really read this anywhere, but it's an observation I've made for years. I notice people get sick a lot during the holidays, and they always go, oh, it's the stress, it's the stress. But they all disregard the stress that they're putting on their bodies by eating all that junk. Now, let's start out with what sugar does. Okay, sugar is a, causes inflammation. Inflammation is the number one culprit to heart disease, to diabetes, to stroke, to any kind of illness. Inflammation is the number one thing. It also has a huge um, effect on the, on the pancreas and actually overworks the pancreas. Okay, that's just the sugar. The white flours and the glutens, many people have a gluten sensitivity and never know about it. They just think it's normal to be bloated after they eat or to have gas or to do all this other stuff, and they think, oh, that's just my body. It's not normal to be that way. What you're saying is that's what's happening to you, but it's not normal. So by eating all that stuff, you're actually creating even more inflammation in the colon, which then starts to turn on the immune system. So you now have a compromised immune system. You're eating all the junk. You're worried about who you have to take care of during the holiday season. It's a no-brainer. You are, you are a time bomb looking for a place to have an accident. And what I mean by that is that now you've left yourself open to any kind of a bug or anything that comes by because your immune system is already compromised from all the food that you claim, oh, well, just a little bit, it's the holidays. So I notice people get sick a lot more. And I notice something else. Their pain goes up. Their back pain, their knee pain, their shoulder pain, their neck pain, their pain goes up. 
And pain is also affected by these foods that create inflammation. So when you go and eat at someone's place, Carolyn, for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. for example, or okay. when you're eating at your parents' place, you, you know how it is. You, you, they just pile it up on the plate. It's, it's well, very difficult no one piles for on to my say. plate. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can always, if I don't know who it is, and I, here's a good example. Um, when I started seeing my boyfriend quite a while ago, his family ate a lot different than I did. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not passing judgment on anything, but they ate different than me. It was real okay. simple. They always had protein. I could grab some of that. And they always had vegetables, and I could grab some of that. I didn't have to eat everything else that was put in front of me. And I so didn't. are you saying that the carbs, that you just don't touch them? Well, if I'm in a position where the only thing available to me is vegetables and protein, then that's what I eat. And then if I want something else, I eat when I get home. But if I have to, you know, and and my metabolic type, my genetics call for more protein and vegetables, but not everybody is like that. So getting back to what when I work with my clients, because everybody is different and it takes me a little bit of time to learn about their body and what their body needs, I can usually direct them pretty good towards what they're going to need to do when they're out at holiday time. And then, of course, you can always use the best excuses of all, which I've used not only in someone's home, but at parties and in restaurants. I just tell them, look, I'm a diabetic and I got heart disease. I'm going to have to eat different. And everybody leaves me alone. But don't tell anybody you're dieting or anything like that because the first thing that people love to do is to send on you and say, well, what kind of diet is it and why are you dieting now? And, oh, here, just have one. So I don't really get into anything about, you know, too much about food plans. If I have to use my, and I hate to say it, my lies in order to get people to leave me alone, then that's what I'll do. Because my health, you know, I've, I've, there's nothing, I've worked in the cath lab and it was very, very paralyzing to sit there in the waiting room with chest pain, waiting to go into the cath lab, knowing that there's a possibility you might not come back out because stuff happens. And I don't want to go there again. And I don't have to go there again if I mind my P's and Q's. But you can't always, people often need, people often need the warning before they'll ever do something. What can we, give the listeners that they don't need the warning that they'll actually heed what they eat before the holidays start because you'll never take it off afterwards. Well, this is what I tell them. If you're having a lot of fatigue and you don't feel good and you and you have less energy than you used to, wouldn't you like to have some of that back so you'd feel better? Yeah. And you can get it back by eating the right things, by eating live foods. Now, you asked me earlier what I thought about that. I think it's really easy if you use a paleo approach to the diet plan. And what that means is you're going to remove all grains, all grains, rices, all of that, and just live off of fruits and vegetables and protein. Now, some people think that's really restrictive, but... It's not. If you think about the amount of fruits and vegetables and proteins out there, you can get yourself pretty darn full and feeling good and not have all the sabotage in there with the other things. So 
if you can get somebody to go through that process of just doing fruits and vegetables and proteins, and I'm not even talking about uh, portion control. I'm just saying to do it. And you get you get going for a couple of weeks, and the one thing I hear from everybody that's very consistent that does it, I won't hear it if they're cheating and nibbling, but if they do it, they'll come back and tell me, oh, my God, I had no idea I could have this kind of energy. I wake up first thing in the morning, I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and I feel good. And this yeah. is the first comment that I hear. And then the second comment I hear usually is that their sex drive is better. And I've even had some male clients come back and tell me, and I hope this is okay to say on radio, that their very important parts are bigger and they perform better. And I hear this from males a lot. So. Mm-hmm. There is something in all those processed foods and all those trans fats and all that stuff out there that people think is so, you know, um, tasty and they have to have. It's destroying our basic needs, you know, our need to move, our need to have sex, all those things. It's ruining those basic primal needs by polluting our system with a bunch of junk that the poor little liver has to filter out. You know, people talk about using Splenda and aspartame. Well, we weren't designed to to, um, to metabolize that. Yeah. that. It's stored in the liver. And yeah. we're wondering why we have high liver enzymes when we go get our lab work. That's a no-brainer. You know, people don't realize that those diet sodas and all that junk they're eating is stored in the body. And guess what happens when it's time to go to lose weight? It's harder to get it off because you need to, re- just by removing diet soda, milk, and gluten out of the diet, I guarantee you'll have a weight loss. I'm not telling you will. I'm guaranteeing you'll have a weight loss. I agree totally. And I also thing. guarantee that you actually start really feeling good. And it's very tasty. There, I, my, my diet is vegetables and protein. And after lunch, I never have carbs anymore because I pack it on easily when, when I do. I think anyone after 40, would you agree with that, Carolyn? It depends on the individual and their activity level and what they're trying to accomplish. Uh, some people, 30% of the population is going to need more carbohydrates than the other 60%. Um, and that's okay. But the carbohydrates, let's define what I'm calling a carbohydrate. When I say you can have more carbohydrates, I'm saying you can have starchy vegetables and you can have more fruit. I'm not saying that you go out and eat a loaf of bread and go, oh, what's my metabolic type? I can eat a whole loaf of bread. No, it doesn't work <laughs> like that. <laughs> so what you're saying, you know, and I know a lot of people that live by your particular, um, uh, you know, your, your, what works for you. But some people will actually not lose as well by taking some of those carbohydrates out. So that's where the um, precision comes in learning about somebody's body is realizing what's going to trigger that weight loss. And some people may need to have like um, a piece of fruit mid-afternoon or, um, you know, when I say starchy carbs, I mean like butternut squash, sweet potato. I don't like regular white potatoes. They're too sugary. So I'm talking about a higher carbohydrate type of vegetable. So they may need that um, in, in their in their food plan all the way till they go to bed. But the idea is we're still cutting back and we're not 
taking in all those trans fats. Fat is not a bad thing. The media wanted you to believe that for a while because they were trying to sell all this fat-free stuff. We need the fat. We have our brain needs fat. Our brain needs cholesterol. And you can Google that one and see for yourself. So, um, you know, it's what you're doing is what I would say works for you. And you have found your formula, Gabriella. Yeah, I do. When when a client comes to you, is that one of the first things you do then is the advanced metabolic typing? Yes, and then sometimes I don't. Sometimes people don't even want that test. And if they don't, then what I do is I sit down. I have some software, so I can go through various health conditions and things like that and and use the software. Another plan that I use very frequently is the Kaufman plan, and that's an antifungal, antiparasite plan. And that also will help create a, a uh, I don't want to say weight loss, I want to say, because lose means you're going to find it. It's going to create a weight reduction. And okay. you, what I found with a lot of my clients, and I'm kind of hopping around and I apologize, is that many times I don't even have to put them on maintenance. They will go down to the, to the weight that's right for them, and they'll stay there because they're already eating like that. So there's not a lot of, okay, now we have to go on maintenance. Like a lot of these plans like HCG and things like that, they tell you we have to go on maintenance. My people lose as quickly as the HCG people do, but they're not losing muscle mass because I have them exercising. And they don't have to go through um, any kind of uh, um, maintenance. They're already there. They're already there. They already know how their body's going to react to certain foods. And so they know what to do. It's, it's an education. But isn't it like an addiction, like like stopping smoking and just learning how to eat properly? Isn't it the same? The body really gets used really quickly not to drink soda pops. Oh, yeah. I um, One of the things I left out is when I was 50, I went to the doctor and he had a DEXA scan run on me. And I knew him pretty well. I'd known him for years. And he walked in and he threw the chart down on the desk and he looks at me and he said, how the hell did you get osteoporosis this bad at your age? And I looked at him. I said, what? <laughs> I can tell you, Gabriella. Partially, I needed a little more testosterone. Thank you, God, for bioidenticals. But mostly, I was drinking five and six diet sodas a day, which is known for extracting bone tissue out. So all I did was cut out the diet sodas, get rid of the chemicals, and voila, I got great bones. Took a while to grow them back, but they're there and they're happy and they're up and running. Yeah, the body is amazing in, in the cell regeneration. I think people forget and they say, well, I'm unhealthy. I can't get healthy anymore. But you oh, always can. The body is, is truly boxes. magical. Do not become your diagnosis. I hear this a lot from people. Um, well, the doctor says, I shouldn't do this or that. And I'm first question I ask him is, I said, what's your doctor look like? Is your doctor overweight? Because I live by the philosophy, and I was taught this way by Paul Check, and you can go YouTube him, and you'll see him do it. And he says, if you can't teach your clients in your underwear, you have not yet learned what to do. And what he means by that is that if I'm not doing it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm overweight, who the heck am I to tell somebody else how to get healthy? I don't know anything about being healthy. I can't even do it for myself. 
You know, okay. so there's a lot of truth to that. If I walk in and see a chubby doctor, right away I know I'm dealing with somebody that's not on the same page with me. And if you see all the doctors that I stay with for any length of time, they're usually athletes. And they usually have nice bodies, whether they're male or female, and they walk their talk. I don't want to talk to anybody that can't walk their talk because they are speaking from inexperience. And yeah. they're listening to Big Pharma. I've always heard that the medical doctors are the most unhealthy people around. Listen, we're going into a commercial break, and when we're back, we're going to talk a little bit how people think of food and the emotions that go with food. Uh, okay. Stay with us, Carolyn. We'll be right back. I will, and thank you. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Our nation's educational system is undergoing constant change as technology and society are redefining the system as we have known it. On Chalk Talk with Eric Hamilton, we provide parents with the resources they need to understand and become a part of the educational experience for their children. Through engaging guests, news, interactive discussions, and innovative ideas, it's everything that parents should know about school. Tune in every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time for Chalk Talk on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-A-V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi, everyone. We're back with Mind Radio. Don't let your holiday meal become your death sentence. And believe me, it sounds like a funny title, but it really can happen to you. Carolyn Vanslow is with us and says that you're basically a ticking time bomb. Now, why do people, Carolyn, not heed this warning? Why don't they understand? What is the emotion behind all this eating? First of all, I'm going to answer your first question, and let me tell you, I did it, okay? I want to tell you that not only do I see other people doing it, but I did it. I knew what heart disease symptoms were. I was sitting there. I could feel stuff in my arm when I was 42, and I sat there and lied to myself and said, oh, it's just muscles. Denial. Um, people, people have a tendency to respond to two things, pain or pleasure. So if it gives them pleasure, hey, I'm interested in doing it. If it's painful and they want to get rid of the pain, yeah, they're interested in whatever they have to do to get rid of the pain. So that's my first answer. Now, the um, the holiday eating, the emotions and all of that, well, let's look at this. you got all the family members together. I don't know very many families that don't have a little bit of something going on in the family, Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to eat and get high, because that's what happens, than it is to really sit there and feel your feelings. And 
I think that's a lot of why, particularly more so women than men. Uh, women like to do this, oh, well, you know, I've been good. I can have a little treat or, oh, this has been such a stressful period in my life. I just, I can't think about dieting. It's too stressful. So they increase the stress by eating cake and ice cream or whatever it is they're getting into. So I think, you know, we have to, we have to divide it in half here. Men have a tendency to single task, and so you hand them a food plan. They do it. They don't argue about it. They don't ask me why there's no wine and no chocolate on there. They just do it. And, of course, they lose. Now, women who already have a slower metabolism bring in all this emotional stuff, and it could be anything from being molested as a child and keeping a nice layer of fat around you because it keeps the men away. It could also be keeping your husband away or keeping, keeping you know, uh, staying out of the bedroom. Or maybe if you lost the weight and started looking good, you're scared to death you're going to cheat on him. I don't know. It could be a million things. But generally, there's something down there. Or it could be behavioral. You know, one of the parents um, overeats and they teach the younger ones, okay, you know, well, we're just, we're going to treat ourselves with a chocolate sundae instead of, oh, let's treat ourselves with a movie, you know, so it's, but, it's what we're I, taught. I'd, I'd love to interrupt right there. Isn't that where the patterns get created? I mean, I, I'm from Europe, so I really don't know, but we got a treat was the movie, right? Like you just said. My uh -huh. treat at home wasn't Pizza Hut delivery because it didn't even exist back then. Well, I think it depends on the family. I can tell you one thing. I'll bet you my cardiologist family doesn't get treated with food. And okay. she, she walks or talks. She's very tiny like you. She's littler than you are, Gabriella. And um, she's another mighty one. And uh, uh, I can bet she doesn't. And I can bet... You know, when, like I'm doing a Thanksgiving dinner this year, and I plan the menu. And believe me, there's no treats in there anywhere. It's all very good food. They will like the food very much. It's, it's all paleo. Um, it's going to be a delicious meal. I've cooked these kinds of meals before. Everybody loved it. But there's not going to be any heart disease or high blood pressure or diabetes in any of my foods. It's going to be all very tasty, good food that's healthy. But so it's also wanna, the, the, the amount of the meal is often too much. Would, wouldn't you agree? I, I see the difference oh, yeah. between Canada I mean, yeah. and, and... Since you've been in Vegas, have you had the opportunity to stop by a buffet and look what happens? I, I think I'm, it's... I, I'm honest. It's uh -huh. mind-boggling. But if I, I see what a Caesar salad is here and a Caesar salad in Canada, I can finish a Caesar salad in Canada. I cannot, cannot finish a Caesar salad, even if I would split it with you here. It's that yeah. big. No, you're 100% correct. Our portions are very large. And if you go look at who's loading their plates up, so are the people that are loading their plates up. And it's... Um, and those are the very same people that are driving up our insurance costs because they now, they've linked obesity with cancer with everything. And it's like, gee, you're just figuring that out, you know? Um, what can we do for them to disease. really understand that they, they are in control, they are the master of their own body, and that they could well, be healthy? I can tell you from having spent many years not feeling in control, that um, 
I felt like I would go along, Gabriella, and I'd think, okay, I'm going to be really good now. This is it. I'm going to take this weight off. And then I'd be driving home or whatever, and all of a sudden, this feeling would come across me, very similar to like a heroin addict. In fact, I had a conversation with a heroin addict one time, and he thought I was a heroin addict until I told him it was food that I was using. And it would come over me, and I couldn't stop myself. I literally could not stop myself. The only way that I would have been stopped from that is if someone had physically tied me up and prevented me from doing it. But it was a behavioral addiction combined with chemical. And so I would get high from it, much like you would from alcohol or uh, some kind of a recreational drug. But um, then, of course, when you come down, you realize what you've done to yourself. So in, in retrospect, looking back over the years, as long as I kept myself on that cycle of the hamster wheel where I'd run, I'd watch my food for three days, then I'd go on a heck of a binge, and then I'd watch my food for three days and then go on an even bigger binge, um, I realized that it, as long as I was doing that, I didn't have to be accountable for all the other things that were missing in my life. And one of the big things that was missing for me was love, starting with parental love, and self-love. I had no love, not from self or from family. And so I had a big hole in me, and one of my friends who was a bulimic explained to me one time, she, she brought this up and it made a lot of sense. She said, we're only feel good when we're full. Well, I had no love, so I filled myself up full with food which pushed away any ability to have love. So I had to walk through the pain of having the no love and learning to love myself along with learning not to eat and eat and, and to go on these horrendous binges and things like that. So it's, it's a difficult road. And it, um, it must be but, really, really, really difficult, though, Carolyn, to feel good about yourself when you're very obese. I mean, so how how do you start with self love? Well, when you're first already of all, in when, when I when I see someone who is at least seventy five to a hundred pounds overweight, I already know. Um, I have a um, a list of uh, professionals that I can refer people to mm-hmm. because that's going to take somebody that that's a very deep seated problem. And generally what I found is they will go along to a certain point and then once they start feeling too much because they're not busy occupying themselves with food, they'll start having little emotional setbacks which will bring them to eat. As an example, I had a client who um, was uh, quite overweight and would go along to a certain point and and do really well, and, and I would really think, this is it. This is going to come down. I can see it happening. And then all of a sudden, it would be like, you know, a loud noise, and this person would stop. Well, it turned out this person had um, gone through a great deal of molestation as a child and had never really gotten to be a kid, had to be a parent, and there was a lot of guilt from, you know, what happened, feeling responsible, uh, feeling guilty over the other parents, and all this kind of stuff. 
and this person was having a lot of problems in their personal life with relationships. Mm-hmm. And I finally kind of cold-cocked the individual a little bit with a statement, and I asked a question. And I don't really want to say what that question is because that, I don't want to reveal any more than I've said. But I asked this particular question, and that person stopped dead in their tracks, and they go, oh, my God. And I said, you need to get some help with this. You're never going to have the relationship you're looking for, and you're never going to get your weight off until you confront this. And that person came back and told me um, they did go on to confront something that was very difficult. It had a very happy ending um, and uh, came back and told me and said, basically, I always thought you were full of baloney when you told me that my emotions were connected to my to the size of my body. But you are 100% right. Now, that person is still making a steady, steady downhill um, progress. When I say downhill, I mean the weight is going down, and um, it's not coming off fast. It's coming off at a fairly steady rate, but not quickly, because I think that there's more emotional stuff, and, and this individual still in counseling. And so anything too abrupt may frighten that individual, but believe me, they're down like um, started, I think, at a 22 triple X or something, and now yesterday was um, into a size 12. So um, this is quite a bit of, you know, quite a bit of uh, a weight has come off. And But this individual is doing it the right way. Um, they're uh, exercising, and they're watching what they eat, and they're getting therapy um, because there is a lot connected to why that, that overweight body was there. So this individual is healing, and and just listening to this person talk, it's like not even being around the same person that I knew a year ago. It's it's pretty phenomenal. Um, And I've seen other people, like where I work, there's someone that comes in, and I just admire this person so much. They come in twice a day, and um, no excuses, not having any surgery, uh, swimming and exercising and watching what they eat. And I made it a point to step out and speak to this person and speak every day. I don't say anything. I just, hey, I'm so glad to see you here. Because I know it takes a lot of guts to come into a place like where I work and have that much weight to take off. And I admire somebody. That takes a lot of courage. It definitely does, and it must be very gratifying for you to see your clients get better. That person's not my client. That person belongs to somebody else. But no, no, but the other in, person oh, yeah. you're talking about. Tell me yeah. real quickly, where are you located, Caroline? Okay, I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. I'm located inside of City Athletic Club, and that's 7980 West Sahara, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. Um, my telephone number is 702-354-8269, and my website is carolynvanslow.com, that's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N, B as in Victor, A-N-Z, like a zebra, L-O-W.com. For the listeners out there, we're going to have this on the website, too. So just in case you missed it, you will see her entire website and her phone number. One more question for you, Carolyn. You You know me. (laughs) Would would you take care of people that are, for example, in Missouri? 
Oh, yeah. I can do... Um you can do a lot on Skype with people. In fact, some of the most dramatic weight losses that I've ever seen in my career came from out-of-state people. And I thought, well, why are the ones out-of-state doing better than the ones in-state? And it occurred to me, um, when they talk to me, it's just us on the phone or us on Skype, and they're very, very focused. And generally, somebody won't. Um, contact somebody out of state unless they feel that there's nothing around them that's going to suffice. So if they're contacting me from another state, they mean business. They're not playing games. And, you know, the one thing I want to say to everyone out there that's listening is you must be ready to do this. If you need to lose weight, you must be ready to lose weight because it's going to be a tough undertaking. It's not easy. Okay, we're going into a commercial break, and when we get back, I would also like to just talk about your general program for people that are not overweight, that can benefit greatly from it, like me. <laughs> we'll be right yeah. back, Carolyn. Okay. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world. And that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A V A N R I J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray. Hi, everyone. We're back with Might Radio and our guest, Carolyn Vanslow. Don't let your holiday meal become your death sentence. We have Carolyn with us, and I wanted to ask you something, Carolyn. People say to me always, oh, you're not, you know, you're skinny, so it's all easy for you. But they have no idea how hard I work at maintaining a healthy core and maintaining posture because, uh, you know, there's all these things that I do during the day to get my posture basically off balance. And I come to you to put it all together again. Um, Well... I'd like to rephrase that a little bit. It's not that you're doing things, it's not that you're doing things to make you out of balance. It's just that humans weren't designed to do all this sitting. And somehow or other, somebody invented a chair. (laughs) So what you're going through during the day, Gabriella, is you're usually rounded over a desk and you're sitting. So you have some pretty major players as far as muscles that are short and tight. And when you stay in those positions for any length of time, those muscles shorten up and they tighten, and they also become weak. And so what we want to do is we want to get up and move. Now, because of the way our society is structured, 
we're not doing that at our jobs unless we're lucky enough to be on our feet all day, but most of us are behind a desk or in a car. So we want to have a program that's actually going to counteract some of that. That's why we should be going to the gym. But I'm not a big... At what you're doing to my body, I mean, when I met you, I couldn't even lift three pounds. I mean, I couldn't. Well, you were designed to lift heavy. Um, little people like yourself are generally, if you look around, um, there was a gal that when I went to the Olympic Training Center and I studied, I went there for a course in Olympic lifting, the little lady that was the gold medal winner for Olympic lifting was probably your height. And if you think about it, somebody that's smaller like that, it's much easier for them to develop muscles a lot faster. You don't have as far to go. <laughs> you don't have as far to go from the ground. When you pull your arm up, you don't have as far to go. You don't have as far to go, so it's easier for you to build. And I'm not sure, you know, what was said to you through the years. I just know that when I started doing some basic moves with you with Olympic lifting, like the deadlift, overhead press, um, we did some bench press work, and then we also do some strengthening in um, inside the area between the shoulders and the hips. Uh, that can be called core. I call it the deep inner unit. But we started doing various exercises, and the next thing you know, you were – deadlifting 45 pounds so and and you can deadlift more than that you know i easily so um it was just a matter of turning your your body on you know you had the good food that's the big thing you had the good food you're already eating right so it was very easy for your body to go oh whoopee i get to move let's have at it our bodies are designed to move and we're a movement starved society so your body because you're healthy and you take care of it it just stepped right up to the plate and said, I want more. And it was very interesting watching you when I hadn't seen you for almost three weeks. And I looked at you moving and I thought, it's as if she never left. So your nervous system remembered what you learned and it liked it and it wanted more. And so, yeah, you have the capability of being very strong. You're at a good age to do it and you have the mentality. You enjoy doing that type of exercise. So it's been a great thing for you. And you'll... Sorry about that. But what's amazing, Carolyn, and I really don't understand that, is when I used to do exercises in Canada, my energy would only be about an hour after the the, the actual workout. And whereas now I, I work out with you at 9.30 in the morning and I still feel it till about 3 in the afternoon. Where does that come from? Okay, well, that tells me that your body really likes um, high-intensity training. It's very responsive to that. Now, there's a lot of theories out there about this, so I'm really touching on a hot topic right now, but I'm just going to say with you, your body responds really well to strength training and what we call high-intensity training. It likes that. That, for you, is the match that lights the stick of dynamite for you. That's what ignites your system. Um, some people are uh, get that same feeling from doing endurance work. Now, I'm not talking about running 25 miles. I'm talking about, you know, limited endurance work. And then some get it from both. But apparently with you, your body likes that extra stress that's put on there 
for and and also another thing too is what you have to look at is you're more upright. So because you're more upright, your posture is better, you're getting more oxygen into your lungs. And if you're getting more oxygen into your lungs, you're getting more energy. So it could have been the lack of oxygen that was actually, you know, slowing you down. And so that's why your body is so responsive to that because you're getting in more air, you're getting in the kind of movement that works really well with, with your with your genetics, basically. Okay. I didn't know that. I, I had no idea where the energy came from. Okay. So it's just a question that my body really needs that. Well, apparently, apparently it really likes it. And plus, you're not overdoing it. Um, it's about a 50-minute session. We keep things moving. We don't have a lot of um, downtime, but you do get a good rest period. So I'm not pushing you to where I'm not giving you any rest periods. I'm giving you very limited rest periods. Because you're over 40, and if we give you um, less rest periods and we push you a, a little bit more, not with so much with the weight, but more with the intensity, the amount of repetitions, then that's going to help stimulate human growth hormone in you, too. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. you know, chemically, you're probably feeling a lot better. Oh, I do. I, I do, definitely. And for my work, it is so much nicer to have strength when I run up and down and be a public speaker. And even for sitting down at the desk, I really feel the difference. Yeah. Well, and, you know, you, I, I've had a chance to get to know you a little bit better outside of work now. And I can see that there's, um, you have a schedule. And I'm just trying to avoid the word stressful, but you have a schedule that you adhere to. And so I'm sure that that's kind of ticking away as far as your energy is concerned. So you're doing the right thing. You're stepping away from all of that. You're, and another thing too is you're changing your focus because when you're with me, I'm having you focus on certain things. So you really can't think about the other stuff. So you're also getting a little mini vacation from all the things that you have to think about. So you have a lot of good things going on in that short hour. True. I never thought of that, but it's true. I don't think of anything. No to-do list, nothing. I just concentrate on having to do it. But for the listeners out there, it's um, Carolyn really mixes it up. I don't think I've ever done many exercises twice. It's each time something different you come up with and where my body has to get used to it and where different muscles are used. I'm always amazed at that. We're always recruiting the same way. In other words, I'm always recruiting the same muscles, but I do it maybe, I do it maybe, in other words, I'll use a different exercise to recruit the same muscles, and I do that on purpose because what I've learned with back patients is that you don't want to get too repetitious with certain things, like Believe it or not, deadlifting is very good for back patients and sore front squats, and I'm sure there's a thousand uh, orthopedic surgeons out there that would say I was wrong, and I challenge that with anybody that wants to challenge me on it. Um, But uh, you want to keep recruiting the muscles, but you want to use different movement patterns so that you, you know, you're behind the desk all day, Gabriella, and and you're, you're sitting in a car or you're on an airplane or you're doing something, or now you're standing, too. So you have a lot of different activity styles throughout the day. We don't want you tightening and stiffening up because that's going to translate into pain. No, absolutely. I have almost no pain anymore. But when I started with you, I had so much back pain. Do you remember? Yep. I haven't heard you talk about it, so it, (laughs) um, it must have left. It must have left town, and that's what we like. 
Yeah, we definitely did. For the listeners out there, I would like to repeat Carolyn's phone number. It's 702-354-8269. I recommend for anyone who wants to ask her a personal question to uh, call her up and to see why she is so different and how she takes a holistic approach about you and what your needs are. Because that's really important, Carolyn. I don't feel that most trainers do that. They want to kind of create muscle and just have really fast results, whereas you really take care of the person from the inside out. Well, you know what? Yes and no. Um, I think there's some really great trainers out there um, that, uh, you know, look at the whole picture. And um, it is very easy to get a certification. Um, it's really, you can just get online, pay $400 and take a test and it's a done deal. But, um, the people that are out there that have been out there for quite a while, they've had to prove themselves, you know, um, it's a business and, and a lot of, everybody thinks it's great to become a personal trainer, but only a set few are really going to turn it into a business. And, um, fortunately I have great relationships with those people and I don't hesitate to ask them a question if I need help with something, even though they haven't studied the same stuff I have, it's because, you know, it's, you're learning something new every day and somebody else may have one little idea or something may come out of their mouth that's going to stimulate you finding the answer to that particular client. So I think there's some great people out there, um, Probably less great than than not, but um, I definitely have the honor of working with some of them. I have a question for you, Carolyn. What would you like to leave the listeners with um, right now about their meals during the holiday? If you could give them one advice, what is it that you want to give them? Well, it's kind of a tough one because when we when when people start with that sugar, you know, they can't stop. I would just have to say is that if you ever wanted to try not eating the junk and just sticking to the basics like the protein and the vegetables and the fruit for Thanksgiving and see how you feel when you wake up the next day, because that in itself is going to be a great gift. Um, I didn't know what it was like to have Thanksgiving and Christmas without waking up the next day being exhausted and feeling fat and squishy and uncomfortable. And then I got in a bad mood because the sugar made me into an animal. Um, so I would say, you know, moderation and, you know, try to stay away from it. You know, it, you are not owned by that food. You're the decision maker. And whether you want to take responsibility for it or not, it's your choice. And if you choose to eat it, then you choose to deal with what happens from it. But if you choose not to eat it, why don't you wait and see what happens? But most people don't feel that way, Gabriella. Most people feel like the food controls them. Yeah. Well, I really liked your advice out there. I think for everyone that's listening, just try it. Try it once and see how you wake up and see how you feel. And if you feel that little bit better and that little bit less sluggish, I think you should give it a try for a bit longer than just once. And you know what? Look at it this way. If you miss the Thanksgiving meal and you decide you don't want to do it, then make a pig of yourself at Christmas, whatever. (laughs) One way or the other, it's not that easy to lose. 
and, you know, all these diet programs that tell you, um, oh, you can lose 20 pounds in a month. They're losing 20 pounds of their muscle, and that means they're lowering their metabolism, and they're making their problem even worse. Absolutely. I will leave it with that for the listeners. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for being on our show. And again, we will put her website and her phone number up um, with the segment and we will blast it out on social media so that all your clients can see it, Carolyn. Well, you know, and I want to say um, thank you so much um, for inviting me on your show. I mean, it's been a real It's been a real pleasure just working with you because you're so open and you're so real and you're just so, you know what's going on in life. And it's always fun to work with people that, that um, have a great attitude. And I know you've worked hard for that attitude. It wasn't just given to you. So I think you're a pretty amazing lady and I'm sure glad you showed up in my life. I'm glad I showed up too, and so is my body. <laughs> so tomorrow we're going to beat you up. No. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it. Okay. Thank you very much for listening to the Mind Radio Show. Tune in next week. Thank you again for joining us this week. Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray can be heard every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week, and until our next show, think of a random act of kindness that you can perform.